God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you so much for joining me today. With so much chaos in the world today, so many people are looking for weapons that will make them feel safe. They're endeavoring to arm themselves to protect themselves. But the weapons we trust in should not be carnal or physical. The weapons we need must be mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. How can we defeat the enemies of our lives? What will help us be safe in every situation? I offer you a weapon today so powerful it will stop your worst enemy. If you're interested in learning how to live above the fears of this world, give a listen. I've walked on this planet for six and a half decades, and along that way I have lost many things in my life. I've lost lots of things, including a few socks. But seriously, important things in the physical, but then again, the greater things I've lost are family and friends. Perhaps there's no greater loss than losing a loved one. But one great thing I have learned that stands out above the rest that one thing that enables me to keep moving when things haven't gone a good way, when there is less than there was before, the one thing I've learned to do is to walk thankful. So what am I thankful for every time I walk out the door? To see it simple, I have a door and I can walk, but there's so much more waiting to be unlocked. And what is the key that will help me see all of his blessings waiting for me? There is one best attitude I must adopt. By walking in thankfulness, I can't be stopped. So I will be thankful for all God has done. He's promised to finish what he has begun. So doubt, worry, and fear I banish away. I'll learn to walk thankful every single day. Are you shocked that my attitude towards this attitude of being thankful? But when you stop and think about it, your alternatives can be anger or rage or feeling sorry for yourself or depression and such things like these. As my poem starts out, I remark about the simple things such as having a door, which indicates I live in a house, and that I can walk, indicating I have some sort of health. Those are some pretty great things to be thankful for. I'm definitely not trying to oversimplify life and overlook some of the harsher realities but I'll ask you to take a checkup from the neck up concerning your attitude of what is reality. Yes, I'm going to get into mind-bending things. We have to realize that the Spirit of God changes your physical reality. The promises of God can override the physical and the temporal. The promises of God are eternal. And there are many promises concerning the attitude of thankfulness and its power in our lives. When you look at what the scriptures say about thankfulness, you will come to realize it is the primary attitude by which we approach God. In Psalm 100, it tells us in verse 4, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. No one likes to be around grumpy people, not even God. God's preferred attitude for us is one of thankfulness. As you continue to read the Psalms, you will find that he also hears our cries and our moans and groans. But moans and groans, even though they're heard, 
don't get the type of answer we are seeking. Coming before God with thankfulness opens the door for his promises to come to pass. Consider how we are instructed to pray in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. This word careful in the King James has the meaning of anxiousness. We are commanded, according to the way it's written in the Greek, to be anxious for nothing. That's not a suggestion. That is a command. God's telling us to stop sniveling, sit up straight, and then he says in everything, such a nice juxtaposition to nothing, in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving instead of anxiety, let your request be made known unto God. If we come before him thinking he owes us something, remember, he gave his only begotten son for us to have life more abundant. If we come before him thinking he's withholding from us, remember he gave his only begotten son for us to have life more abundantly. If we come before him anxiously, we're denying his ability to fulfill his promises to us. Thankfulness is the key for us to receive God's promises and to be victorious in this chaotic world. Thankfulness will guard your heart in the dark and dreary moments of life. Remembering you are his much-beloved child in whom he is well-pleased should bring thankfulness to your heart. Thankfulness is the weapon that will stop you from being bitter about the problems in your life. How you approach these problems will determine the outcome. Again, moaning and groaning and spitting and fussing doesn't impress God. Those are the actions of someone who isn't looking down on life from where they are seated in the heavenlies. Those are the actions of someone who is looking straight at their problems. We need to be careful what direction we're looking. There's another couple verses about being thankful, and we find those in Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Here again, this is not a suggestion. It's written as a command. God's commanding us to let his peace rule in our hearts. The word rule here can be understood as peace being the umpire. An unthankful thought attempts to dominate your heart, and the peace of God steps in and says, You're out! It is our choice whether or not we allow peace to be the umpire in our hearts. We can simply accept the peace that is freely given to us and receive its strength to help us determine what is right or not. When we make a decision, if we have peace about it, more often than not, that's the right decision. But when we feel uneasy about things, that is peace telling us that that thought or that decision we're thinking about in our mind might not be the right way to go. At the end of the verse, it says, be thankful. This again is written as command. Be thankful. If you want to be successful in life and overcoming your challenges, thankfulness is a great weapon. Let's continue this in verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. 
There's no greater evidence in our lives that we are thankful than having the ability to sing to the Lord. And it says that we sing with grace. The word translated grace in this verse, depending on the context, can also be translated, wait for it, wait for it, thanks. We sing with thanks to the Lord. Are you starting to see the importance of thanks in your life? Now let's see what happens next in verse 17. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. It says we're supposed to be giving thanks to God and the Father through Jesus. And what do you know? The words giving thanks are also written as a command. Do you feel like God's trying to boss you around? Well, I think it would be wise to let him do so. After all, he is God and knows what's best for us, and he's told us a lot about thankfulness in these verses. If anyone knows how to live best, it would be him. He designed us, and when it comes to being obedient to commandments, letting peace be our heart's umpire and being thankful and giving thanks, doesn't sound so stressful. Actually, it sounds pretty great. There's a similar section of scripture that says a couple of the same things in Ephesians chapter 5. We'll pick it up in verse 18. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The preceding context speaks about those who walk in darkness. We are to walk in light. Here there is a contrast with being filled with something physical, wine, as opposed to being filled with the Spirit. The Spirit then empowers us to speak in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and there it is again, singing and making melody in our heart to the Lord. And in so doing, it continues in verse 20, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this doesn't sound like there's much room for moaning and groaning. This sounds like there's not much room for being bitter. Let me give you a suggestion. This is not a command. Take an inventory of what you've been talking about this week. Were you giving glory to the chaos by talking about it? Or were you giving glory to God by being thankful for what you have, not worrying about what you don't have? So what am I thankful for every time I walk out the door? To see it simple, I have a door and I can walk. But there's so much more waiting to be unlocked. And what is the key that will help me see all of his blessings waiting for me? There is one best attitude I must adopt. By walking in thankfulness, I can't be stopped. So I will be thankful for all God has done. He's promised to finish what he has begun. So doubt, worry, and fear I banish away. I'll learn to walk thankful every single day. Thankfulness is a very simple attitude. It's how we are to look at things. It's how we will overcome the chaos of this world. It can be a dangerous thing to reduce everything to a formula. Formulas can be a tricky trap. But there is a formula, so to speak, 
contained in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 that I think was pretty cleverly written by God. We start in verse 16. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And here again are three more commands. These are not suggestions. This is what we really need to be successful in our lives. Rejoice evermore. You're not complaining. You're not being bitter. You're not moaning and groaning. Good place to start. Next, you are praying without ceasing. Do you have a never-ending conversation with God, letting your requests be made known unto Him? And here's a test. What are you going to be praying with? With thankfulness? And last, but not least, in everything, there's that everything again, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Well, you want to know what the will of God is in your life? Here it is. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks. That's the will of God for you. With this formula, you'll be victorious in life. As always, looking forward to hearing from you through my Facebook page, Yesterday Ended, or via my email, dmdobbin at sbcglobal.net. And if you're listening to this the third week in November, have a happy Thanksgiving. And if you're not listening to this the third week of November, have a great day of Thanksgiving every day. God bless you.